Thank you for listening to the Modesto Foursquare podcast. We hope that this message encourages and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Please know that you can always join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, 510 Bernie Street in Modesto. You can also find more information on our website at modestofoursquare.com. Exodus chapter 20. I know we're going Old Testament this morning, all right? So you guys know that the Old Testament is still part of the Bible, right? So sometimes people just tell me, well, I don't have to do that stuff because that's in the Old Testament. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, church. Uh, we can't just throw out the Old Testament. There's some good stuff in there. We're going to talk about that this morning. If you don't have a Bible with you, the verses will also be up on the screen behind me. I try to make the words big enough for all of us who can't see to be able to see them. So we are going to be finishing our journey this morning uh, through a series that we've been calling Let's Get Real, a study of the basics. And over the last eight weeks, we've been returning to the foundations, the fundamentals of our faith in Jesus, right? We've been simplifying it. We've been, we've been cutting away all the stuff that makes Christianity complicated, right? Jesus did not come in a complicated manner. He came in a simple manner, right? I love that the people that he picked to be his disciples, most of them were not like, they weren't theologians, they weren't scholars, they didn't have like 23 years of college education, right? These were fishermen, right? Chances are maybe some of them didn't even really know how to read or write. And so these were simple people, and I love that God accepts all of us. God's calling on the phone, so. So God comes in a simple way, and we get to return kind of to our roots, right? Back to the basics of, of just connecting with Jesus and really putting into practice what he tells us to do, right? Isn't that kind of Christianity, right? I connect with the Lord, and then he tells me to do stuff, and then I do it, right? That's how it's supposed to work. That's called obedience, right? And so we're just returning to those fundamentals, those things that, you know, simplicity of just walking with the Lord. And we've been talking about, right, we talked, first we talked about giving our life to Jesus, talked about salvation. What does it look like for somebody to get saved, right? For somebody to come to know Jesus for the very first time. And what does it look like to connect with the Holy Spirit, right? To be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be empowered by God. What does it look like to live in community, right? That God doesn't design us to be lone rangers or lone wolves, right? Some of us wish it'd be easier if we were just lone wolves, right? We think that, right? If, if, if people just weren't around, my life would be easier, right? Because people just cause problems for me. But God doesn't design us to live alone, right? We even see that, like I said, with the disciples. We see that he picked 12 guys, one of which he knew from the very instant that that person was born, that he was going to turn away and he was going to give him over uh, to the Romans to be executed, right? And he walked with these guys. He didn't do it by himself. He didn't need them, right? He did not require these 12 men to do what he was supposed to do, but he was showing us what it looks like to live with other people. And we talked about meditating on the word, right? Not just reading it, not just, you know, putting our little gold star on our little board every day and saying, wow, I read my Bible. I'm good, right? But meditating on it, thinking on it, praying on it, allowing it to penetrate our hearts and talked about living a prayerful life, right? Talked a lot about how when we pray, we don't have to know how the nuts and bolts of prayer work. We just have to pray and let God do whatever he's going to do, right? We don't have to have it all figured out, right? We don't have to know why God heals some and God doesn't heal others. We just have to pray in faith and allow the chips to fall where they may or let God move in his, in his own way, right? 
talked a couple weeks ago about generosity, right? Giving of our tithes and offerings, but also giving of our lives, our time, our energy, our resource, right? To the Lord, not just in the church, but outside the church. And then we talked about serving, Cassie did last week with enthusiasm, right? Serving the Lord, again, inside the church and outside the church, that we should be the greatest servants, right? It said in the scriptures that Jesus was the servant of all, right? He came not to be served, but to serve. And that's that's what we should do, right? We shouldn't just desire for it. We shouldn't just throw our hands up and say, well, you know, he's going to do it, or he's going to do it, or that person's going to do it, right? We have to do it. We have to step up and serve and, and follow Jesus in that way. And this morning, we're going to be finishing our series with talking about rest, talking about Sabbath, talking about vacation, talking about that, right? Taking a breather, right? And if you've... Um, if you've missed any of the talks on this journey, I just I really encourage you to go back. We do have a podcast. We're not that cool. We just record it, but you can listen anytime you want. Uh, just go back and listen to them. I hope that the that the words will kind of a, a speak to your soul, right? I, even as I've been studying, God's been speaking to me and challenging me in many ways, just to to dive more into intimacy with Him and connection with Him. And so, just encourage you to go back and take a look at those. Not because I said them, but just because I feel like there's life in them. And I, I've heard many of you tell me. Pastor, that was really cool what you said about this, or I just feel like God was speaking to me through that, and it's all the Holy Spirit, right, speaking to us. And so this morning we're going to be talking about having a healthy relationship with rest, okay? And this is a topic that I'm passionate about, not because I'm good at it, because I'm actually pretty bad at it, okay? Um, but it's, it's something, amen, yes. <laughs> but I think that this is one of the most often abused commandments in scripture in the whole bible i think it's one of the things that we put to the side and we just we act like it doesn't exist right this idea of sabbath this idea of rest of taking a breather right historically americans are bad at rest church i'm going to give you guys some statistics in a little bit but we are really bad at it our country almost was founded on being bad at rest right we don't know how to take a breather we don't know how to take a day off right and I just was thinking this week as I was preparing and, and thinking about, about this morning, I was thinking these questions. How many of us in this room feel burnt out, right? How many of us could just use a nap, right? How many of us don't take all of our vacation time that our companies offer us? How many of us have a hard time leaving work at work? Anybody? How many of us just feel tired all the time, right? Just feel tired, right? Do you know that that's not how God designed us to live? To be exhausted? John 10.10, 10, right? I like, to, I like to quote this one. The thief comes, this is the words of Jesus. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they have a life and life to the full. Life, that's what Christ offers us. Another translation says that Jesus offers us a rich and satisfying life. Eugene Peterson in the message says, I came that they have real eternal life, more and better life than they could ever dream of, right? If the Lord is offering us great life full of joy and hope, then why do we settle for less, right? Why do we settle for just like, if God's offering us 10 out of 10, why do we settle for 7 out of 10 or 6 out of 10, right? God has more for us, church, right? 
Why, why, do we, why do we not embrace this rest? Why do we not embrace this Sabbath that even way back in Exodus chapter 20, God lays out for us in the Ten Commandments? You know they're not suggestions. You know the Ten Commandments are not suggestions. Like, it'd be okay if you, like, would you please not kill people, right? If that's not how they're presented. Would you please not steal from people, right? Would you please not sleep with somebody else's spouse, right? Like, that's a suggestion. If you want to do those things, it's great, but... My suggestion is, no, God lays out for us in the Ten Commandments things that we should and shouldn't do, and one of those things is Sabbath, right? And so we have a real problem in our culture, I think. We have a real problem with taking breaks and rest. There were some statistics. I'm going to throw those up on the screen. They've done some studies. 52% of Americans work while on vacation. 55% of Americans don't use all of their PTO right? I love this one. 768 million days every single year of PTO go, used, go unused in the United States. 768 million days. That's a lot of days. On average, we don't use 9.5 days of our PTO that are offered to us, right? We have a problem with rest, We don't know how not to work. We don't know how to take a breather, right? And doctors say <clears throat> that getting enough rest produces several good things in our lives. Better mental health, better concentration, better memory, right? Anybody ever forget anything? Healthier immune systems. Anybody ever got sick because they were too tired, right? That happens to me. God has this way about me. I, he don't, I don't think he makes me sick. But sometimes when I don't rest, I'll get sick because I just don't slow down. And so my sickness forces me to slow down and, and take a breather. We have reduced stress. Anybody need any less stress in life? Improved mood. Is anyone ever sassy with their husband or wife, you know? Maybe our mood would be better if we rested a little bit. Faster metabolism. Anybody need to lose 10 pounds or so, right? If we just, we just tell our wife or our kids, hey, I really need to lose a few weight, uh, pounds. I'm going to go take a nap, right? Because I need to... I need to rest to speed up my metabolism. Our bodies and minds are created for rest. They are created that way in the beginning. Hebrews 4, 9 through 11 says this, There remains then a a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. This scripture says that for us not to rest is to be disobedient to the Lord, right? We rest from our work just as God did, right? We're going to talk about that a little bit. The Lord created Sabbath for us, right, which is part of rest. We're going to talk about multiple parts. He set a culture in his kingdom of taking a breather and a respite from our work, right? He wants us to learn again how to slow down and recover, right? To recover from from life. Life is hard, church. Like there are hard things we have to do and working is hard. Getting up every day, right? That's one of the things we teach young people, right? It's, It's hard to teach young people that you have to wake up every day and they have to go to work, right? That's a thing that we learn in our culture. And we all, we all act like our culture, our, our generation was better than the one before us. We all had to learn that stuff too, 
right? We were all late to work. We all didn't, we all wish we were independently wealthy that we didn't have to work, right? We just lived on a yacht someplace, right? So no, no generation is better than the other, but we all have to learn how to work. And then we have to do this opposite thing where we have to not just learn how to work, but we have to learn how to rest, right? We have to learn how to take a breather. We have to slow down. Mark 2, 27, which I quote often also, the Sabbath was made for man, made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is the Lord even of the Sabbath. Let's look at this a little more in depth. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. <clears throat> this is one of the Ten Commandments. I'm just going to remind you again. Not ten suggestions. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work, neither you nor your son or daughter, your male or female servant, nor your animals nor foreigners residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and made it holy, right? So the Lord sets for us in, 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 in the beginning of the Bible, he sets for us this guidance for the Sabbath. And that word Sabbath just means an intermission, right? It means to rest or cease from work. It's not a complicated word again. Again, our God is clear and concise, simple yet profound. Man does not... Uh, does not just bring the Ten Commandments down the mountain and share them with... Moses doesn't just bring them down and, and share them with the religious people, right? Remember the story in Exodus. He doesn't just come down and, and just get all the pastors together, all the priests together and share these rules. He comes down and he shares them with all of the people, right? Simply, right? He shares it with all of them. This is, this is for all the Israelites. This was a message for the ordinary, right? For even ordinary Christians, simply says, we are allowed to work six days a week. I still think he'd be okay if we all worked five days a week. This is just setting a basic parameter, right? You at least need one day of rest. If you take two days of rest, I think that's still great, right? But he's setting this basic. You can work six days a week, but on the seventh day, you are meant to keep it holy. Do not work, right? And when we rest, the Lord blesses us. Even in the creation story, God rests. Not because God needs to rest, right? God doesn't need to rest. But I think he shows us in the creation story that he rests because he's trying to model for us what we should do, right? He's showing us that, that Sabbath is important from the very moment that he creates the heavens and the earth. He shows us that rest is important. He models it for us. And if he can do it, we can certainly do it as well. And this may seem a little nuts, right? I think sometimes to the world, the Sabbath seems nuts. We may be asking ourselves, how can I do this, right? God, there's just too much to do, right? Does anybody ever say that? I really would like to take a breath, but there's just too much to do, right? I got this job set up, or I got to do this, or I got to do that, right? God, I'm just too busy to rest, right? And this was the perspective of the Hebrews, in the time of the Ten Commandments. Could you imagine? They, didn't, they couldn't just go to the grocery store and pick up groceries. These people were working hard just to live, just to exist, right? They needed every second and every day just to grow food and to do all the things that they needed to do and take care of their families, right? To, to, to think of taking <clears throat> one day off a week would have seemed insane to the Hebrews, right? 
it was completely, completely countercultural and radical, right? They were fighting for their lives. But just like the concept of giving and tithing, right, we see that the Lord can do more with less, right? That God can do more in six days than we can do in seven. The same way that God can do more with 90% of our income than, he can do, than we can do with 100, right? God has this, like, this, this formula that just works, right? And have you ever worked, you know, just like maybe 10 or 7 or 9 or 12 days in a row, right? Do you ever feel like there's diminishing returns, Right? When you work too much and you push yourself too hard, you're like, why am I not getting all these things done, right? Why, why can't I ever get ahead? And then you realize that scripturally it doesn't make sense, right, to not take rest. That rest actually makes us more productive, right? It's this kingdom formula, right? And having too much to do is not an excuse for rest, to not rest. It is the reason that we need to rest even more, Right? Exodus, I love this little, I never, I never saw this passage before. Exodus 34, 21. It says, six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even during the plowing season and the harvest, you must rest. Does anyone ever know a farmer? My first job was on a ranch, uh, an almond orchard, and they also had grapes. You ever been around a farmer during harvest season? Right. Is that a busy season or a slow season? Most farmers are working like 16 hours a day during harvest, right? But what does God say? Even during the plowing and the harvest, the busiest season of your life, you're required to take the Sabbath, right? So there's no excuse, right? Well, God, I just have so much to do, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to... He's like, no. Even during the busiest seasons of your life, that's when you need rest the most, right? Just because life is overwhelming and demanding does not mean that we can neglect the Sabbath. In fact, avoiding resting is harmful to us, both scientifically and spiritually. Doctors say, this is the next slide, that not getting enough rest produces a greater risk of heart disease and kidney disease. Does anyone want heart and kidney disease? That sounds like fun, right? High blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, obesity, and depression. That is what happens when you don't rest. Not all those things. Hopefully you don't get all those things, but our bodies are designed to rest. And when we don't rest, they begin to break down. God's creation does not work right when it is not in line with what God calls us to do, right? He created us for rest. Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain, right? This is that concept. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain, In vain you rise early and you stay up late, toiling for the food you eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Aren't you glad he grants sleep to those he loves, right? But but think about that other part. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain, right? We wake up early and we stay up late and we work ourselves to the bone, right? And we accomplish nothing because we don't do it God's way, right? Right? Our bodies and souls need R&R, right? They need that. And a lack of consistent Sabbath hurts our bodies. It can damage our effectiveness in our jobs, our families, our ministries, and our walks with Jesus. I would say, I know a lot of pastors, we're some of the worst ones at this, right? I've seen the tons of pastor friends burn out and be done because they just, 
they work too hard. They just go too hard. They, they, they follow the other nine commandments, right? But they, they throw this one to the side and they think they're above it or they're whatever. And you see them burn out. So that's one of the reasons why if you call casting out on Friday, probably not going to answer. Because that's our Sabbath. That's the day we take off. That's the day we rest and we're with our family. Because we don't want to be here for five minutes. We want to be here for a long time. And if we don't rest, we're not going to be good pastors to this church. We're not going to be effective ministers to the gospel. And so we may not answer you. I mean, if something's on fire or you're dying or something, I'll come see you. But But if it's not on fire, we'll call you another day, I promise. We will get back to you, right? We need to take a step back and let the Lord build the house. Let the Lord do his work. God can do more with less in our lives. The Lord wants to pour his rest upon us week in and week out. Even just this week, we, we did the fireworks booth, and it was great. It was fun to, to be with everybody. And, and I had a lot of energy during the fireworks booth, but the next day I was like a dead person. And so we took, we took a few days off. We, took, we worked a little on, on Wednesday, and then we took Thursday and Friday off, and Saturday we took three days in a row off because... Otherwise, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be dead. You know, it's like you have to work rest into your life, right? No matter how old or how young you are. The Lord wants to pour this out upon us. Jeremiah 31, 25 speaks of how the Lord refreshes the weary and satisfies the faint. Psalm 73, 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but the God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. We need Jesus In this area of our lives, we need his restoration. We need his energy. We need his strength. We need his renewal. We need his rest. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to the Lord and you will find rest for your souls right? His yoke is easy. His burden is light. He is gentle to us. How many of us need this sort of God in our lives? This God of restoration, this God of infilling, this God of of rest, this God of removing the burdens from our lives. And sometimes I think we as, as followers of Jesus, when things get hard, we feel like we have to work harder, right? We have to push in and I'm going to just go figure it out, right? I'm just going to go do everything I need to do. And instead, what is God saying to us? God is saying, when you're going through hell, rest. Let me do what I'm going to do. The reality is you and I, we can't do none of this stuff anyways. We can't figure it out. If we try harder, it's probably going to make it worse. Sometimes we need to take a step back, right, and allow the Lord to build the house. To allow the Lord to do what he's going to do in our lives, right? Again, I ask us, how many of us just feel exhausted in life, physically or emotionally or spiritually, feel burnt out, right? If we're really honest with I'm not going to make you raise your hand, but if we're really honest with ourselves. To those of us that are facing this, the Lord wants to pour out his rest afresh and anew upon our lives. He wants to teach us to take and enjoy the Sabbath. This isn't like a, again, it's not a slap on the wrist message. This is something that God has created for us to enjoy, right? For us to embrace, for us to just dwell in and just feel totally overwhelmed by the love and goodness of God. This isn't like, I better go take a rest, right? 
because God wants me to. No, it's like we get to sit and just let God pour over us, right? Part of the Sabbath is not just like going to the water park, as much as I love the water park, right? I was really sad when I found out that the water park in Sacramento was closed. I was like, that's a really sad day. Anyways, that's just between me and Jesus, I guess. But it's not just about going to do something fun. Part of the Sabbath is, is taking time to just be with Jesus, right? It's just taking time to sit with the Lord and dwell with the Lord and read your Bible and journal. And, and you probably do those things every day. Um, but, but to just take a little extra time to just be with Jesus, Right? And allow him to do his work in us. Because Sabbath will be empty unless we, we welcome God into it, right? Just taking a day off is not good enough, right? We have to allow God to do his, his extra deep work in us on those days of the Sabbath. Because God wants us to enjoy it, right? Don't you want to enjoy your life? Don't you want to, to have the fullness of God? This is what we're talking about. So as we talk about talk through how to change our approach to rest, I, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Number one, we need to remember that God is on the move. The Lord builds our lives. The Lord directs our steps. He builds our businesses. He builds our families. He builds our bank accounts. He builds all of it, our careers. God is the one that builds it. We don't build it. God builds it. He opens doors in our lives and he closes other ones. Yes, we work. That's important. I think, I really do believe at the core of our humanity is a desire to work. I think sometimes we get in trouble when we don't work. When we don't have enough to do, sometimes that we find this way to get ourselves in a bunch of trouble, right? We, we find things to, to get involved in, and God wants us to work, right? But also, we need to know that all good things come from the Lord, right? If we do not realize that and rest, Scripture says we toil in vain. We can work as hard as we want and, and just spin our wheels over and over and over again. He alone is our provider. He alone is our promoter. He alone is our provision, right? God is always on the move so that we don't have to be, right? So that we don't have to be. Number two, we need to learn to rest through Sabbath, sleep, and vacation, right? We need to return to the obedience of the Lord through the Sabbath. This isn't a suggestion. This isn't a nice little quote we put on our walls and you know, like those little scriptures that we buy at the store and we just put them on the walls. And that's a really cute little scripture, right? It's a command because it's good for us, right? We're missing out on the blessings of God because we refuse to accept our human limitations and our need for God, right? We have limitations. God is limitless, but we have limitations, right? I would love to just like jump off this stage and fly, right? But I have limitations. I will end up on the floor with a scratch on my face, okay? We have limitations as human beings. But God has none. We are missing out on friendships, families, our spouses, and our children because we refuse to be obedient to the Sabbath. Many of us are grinding so hard at life that we're sacrificing, or so hard at work that we're sacrificing these other relationships, that God wants us to enjoy our children and our families and our wives, right? Guys, take your wives out on a date, right? Do something fun, you know? Spend some time with your kids. We're missing out on greater fruitfulness in our careers and our ministries because we refuse to trust God with our time, right? We're missing out. So let's get back to the basics. Sabbath. It's a 24-hour period each week to take rest. 24 hours. 
God doesn't care when you take it. You take it Mondays, Tuesdays, Sundays, Wednesdays, whatever day you want, right? Historically, it would be sundown on one evening to sundown on the other. So if you're in the Jewish culture, they, they, Shabbat, it starts on Friday. If, you, if you've never been to a Jewish synagogue for a service, it's really cool. They do some really cool stuff. Anyways, um, but it, they would start Friday at uh, sundown, and they would have Sabbath all the way until Saturday at sundown. You could do it however you want. You could wake up in the morning, have Sabbath, whatever you want to do. But it's a 24-hour work to do, a 24-hour uh, period to do no work, to rest, right? Any day you want. It's an intermission from your labors to focus on Jesus, right? Reconnecting with your maker, slowing down to be with Jesus, to be reminded that he alone is our source, right? That's part of what the Sabbath is, is reminding ourselves it all comes from Jesus, right? It all comes from Jesus. Only he provides in our lives. You believe that, church? He's the one who provides for us. Also, we need to sleep, right? God designed our bodies that we spend at least one-third of our life asleep. Hopefully, you spend one-third of your life asleep, right? Sleep is important. He wouldn't have designed our bodies to take that much sleep, right, if we didn't need it, okay? Sometimes I like to joke that I'll sleep when I'm dead, but that's not, that's not how God designed it, right? We're all supposed to take rest to sleep. On average, the human body needs seven to nine hours per night for sleep, right? Actually, as you get older, you need a little bit less. I don't know how it works that way. Maybe you don't feel that way, but statistically, you're, you're supposed to take a little less. But did you know that you can never catch up on sleep? Never. It does not work. Your body does not work that way. Once you lose sleep, it's over. Like, you've lost that sleep. There is no way you stay up all night and you say, well, I'm going to catch up on sleep later. Your body does not do that. It does not replenish that. Once you've lost that sleep, it's gone, right? And those effects have already happened. And those are part of, they'll stick with you forever. That's kind of sad, right, for all of us who have lost some sleep. But losing sleep has long-term effects on our bodies. No, there's no reversing those effects. So go to bed early, right? Some of you guys, Diane Watson was telling me she stayed up until three in the morning. I'm like, I would be in bed six hours before that. And that's like, like nine o'clock, I'm like ready to kind of pass out on the couch, right? So go to bed early, sleep in a little late, take a nap, right? It's okay to rest. I love naps. Sunday afternoons, I take great naps when my kids take a nap. So sleep is important. Number three, take a vacation, Sometimes we need longer periods of time than 24 hours, right? We need more recovery time than that to just take a break. Take a week off. Go be with your family. Go be by the ocean. Or It doesn't even have to be expensive. Just take it off and hang out at home and go for walks, right? Go walk down to Starbucks or do whatever you want to do. But sometimes we need more than just 24 hours. Go on a trip with your family. Go camping. Go for a walk. Enjoy life. It doesn't have to be expensive or luxurious. If you are expensive and luxurious, that's great too. Go to a resort or whatever, but for the rest of us, sometimes it's important to break our habits, to do something different, right? Take a, I'm giving you permission. Take a Sunday morning off and go to the beach. Not every Sunday, but it's okay. It's okay to take a rest, right? Even from church sometimes. It's okay to just take a day and just go. Go do something fun with your family, right? That's great. I love it. I never get mad. If somebody's like, hey, I'm going to take a weekend off. I'm going to go to Tahoe. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm so glad you did that. I wish I could get everybody to go take, not the same Sunday off. That would be weird if I'm here by myself. <laughs> but take a, or take a Wednesday off. Take a Wednesday night off and just go take your wife out to dinner or your husband out to dinner, right? 
Go to your kid's soccer game or your grandkid's game. That's awesome. I'm never going to make you feel bad for that. That's amazing. That's part of the reason we're taking the month of July off on Wednesdays. Take a breather. I'm going to go do some fun stuff with my kids on Wednesday nights. And that's awesome. Do that. Go to the water park in San Jose. That's the only one closest to us. Right? We need vacation. It's good for us. And it doesn't have to be expensive, right? If you need money, just go find somebody and ask them for some vacation money, okay? So go to the mountains. We like to go to the mountains. We go to the beach. Bring your Bible and just hang out with the Lord. Sometimes you just get in the car. And one day I was just having a really hard time. And I just jumped in the truck and I drove up to Twain Heart by myself. And I just sat in a park with my Bible and my journal and just spent time with Jesus, right? Sometimes we just need to do that. Just take some extended times of rest, right? We need to allow our bodies and our souls to recover from the rigors of daily life. Life's hard. Being a human is hard, right? Our bodies don't always work right, and our brains don't always work right, and we get tired because things are just difficult, right? It's okay to just take a breather. It helps us to have heavy, heavy, healthy relationships with Jesus and those around us. I think as we rest, we become better husbands, we become better fathers, we become better wives, we become better parents, we become better followers of Jesus. We become better pastors or ministers. We become better at everything we do when we rest and we let God do his thing in us, right? So I'm going to invite the worship team back up. And I want to leave us with a couple of questions this morning. A couple of questions. Everyone next week's going to be gone. They're all going to go to the mountains. I'll be at camp, so I'll be in the mountains. Just Cassie. Cassie and the kids. We have this joke between us, because we have these friends in San Francisco, and this isn't related to Sabbath, but I'm just waiting for the worship team to come back up. But our friends, they, they said they're really good at growing churches smaller. They took over this church in San Francisco, and they kind of shrunk it. But it was okay. But they, we have this joke. We say Some pastors just say, well... You know, if nobody likes my message and it's just me and my kids, I'll be okay with that, right? Even if it's, you know, I had a friend of mine in Stockton and he, he took over this church and they had like 10 or so people. And he would literally, he would pray for the offering while he was walking to grab the bags. And he would be the usher and the pastor. And he would, he had a guitar on him. He would lead worship. He just did it all, you know, like a one-man band. So, you know, if you guys all go to the mountains and it's just me here by myself with my kids, I'm okay with that too. I'll, I'll survive. So, this is not a popularity contest, so... My question's for us this morning. Where do we need to repent for breaking the Sabbath? Where do we need to adjust our lives to take Sabbath once a week? How do we need to reshuffle our schedule? It's not going to be convenient, church. It doesn't work that way. Nothing with Jesus, nothing God calls us to is necessarily convenient, right? Is tithing really convenient, right? Is serving the Lord really convenient? Is Is waking up early on Sunday mornings to come to church, is that convenient, right? No, it's not convenient, but it's good for us. Where do we need to make space for sleep? Where do we need to create room for... Maybe you need to go home right now and get on Expedia, right? And find a little cheap hotel room someplace and take your family on vacation. Where do we need to make room for vacations? What are some concrete steps that we can take together to implement rest in our lives? Just close your eyes for a moment. I want you to ponder those things for just a second. I'm going to pray over you. Where, what can we take home from today and implement into our lives? Maybe it's just today. I'm going to take my kids out for lunch or I'm going to do something restful. Just take a moment just to 
sit with Jesus and let, let the, his words pour over us.